0: some some festive music um coming in because you know we are eight days away from christmas for those who celebrate i do believe that hanukkah is going on right now but i guess still then that song the opening wouldn't apply but hey everybody hi this is joy i'm your host as always. Um, Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm super excited to uh, talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, And I hope that everybody has been doing good. I hope that you are caught up on shopping, if that's what you're doing. I hope that people are preparing to spend a little bit of time with their families, with their friends. Everybody's congregating. We already had snow. I don't even want to listen, y'all. So, just real quick, sidebar, quick story. The other day I was in Philly and it started to snow. Now, I've lived in Pennsylvania in the past for quite some time. And I'm going to tell you that PennDOT must have went on vacation. I don't know what happened. But what I do know is that there was no salt, There was no salt, There was no treatment on the, on, the, on the freaking ground. Okay. It took me three hours, three hours to get home. I live in Jersey. It's usually like an hour, 25 minute ride. Took me three hours to get home. Um, And so hopefully there's no more snow because apparently there's no more salt. And PennDOT and Jersey, listen, they're not without fault either. I figured I'd ride into Jersey and streets would be clean. I mean, that's the least I could have hoped for. No, no, no. Okay. Just slush everywhere, slushy ice because it was like 24 degrees outside. So the cars roll over the snow, made it all liquidy. Then the, then the weather was like, I got you. And then turned the liquid into ice. And then the snow was like, wait, I'm not done yet. So then the snow fell over top of the ice and people were slipping and sliding. Okay. And I'm just happy to be alive today to be here to talk about this. So anyway, that happened to me. Hopefully all the snow is gone. Um, and we can move on with our lives. Okay, I don't need any more snow for Christmas. I got it. I had it the first time the snow fell and it was half an inch outside. I said, that's good enough. All right, the first snowfall is always good, anything after that is too much. But you know, when you live on the East Coast and you get these four seasons, I guess this is just part of the territory that needs to be crossed every freaking year. we ain't even talking about snow but I'm you know I'm hyped today I'm passionate um but anyway so hopefully people are going shopping hopefully you've gotten gifts hopefully people are not out here going broke um as far as gifts are concerned um I try to put myself on a limit of some sort um so that I I can still pay my rent also y'all listen um aside well my sister she has a birthday um two days before Christmas but my birthday is coming up and I'm super excited about it I'm turning 35 this year and my birthday is on New Year's Eve so I'm kind of ready for Christmas to come on heavy up and um and pass so that the real holiday can show up and so I'm excited about that um yeah, and so I hope that everybody is enjoying themselves. We are winding down towards the end of the year. This is always a time for me to kind of be reflective about where I am and where I want to be and what I'm going to be shooting for for the upcoming year. And so I don't know if other people do that as well. But uh, but yeah, December is always, always a good, fun time for me, especially since I have to wait to the last day of the year to actually celebrate my birthday. Okay. All right, so none of that is really super important to y'all. I get it, I understand. I guess it's just that I need to tell somebody. That is not what we're talking about today. Today, we are actually talking about um, a topic that is kind of close to me. And I think part of the reason why it's uh, it's important to me is because um, being black and being fat, you get labeled a lot of things. Um, and, you know, oftentimes our identities, um, the identities that we have or by which we identify as, um, most of the time those things are already carved out for us. Particularly when it comes to marginalized groups, we don't have as much liberty to talk about or to carve out identities for ourselves, who we are, what we want to be, you know, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, right, and then who qualifies those types of identities? Um, you know, I could walk around and I could say all day that I'm sexy and you know whatever. I don't know that I'm sexy and I'm desirable and I'm attractive and all of that. Um, but there's still like this crowd of individuals that get to qualify right on a more societal level um, whether or not that identity or that label actually fits me. Um, and so today I kind of want to talk about this label, um, that, that often gets applied to fat black women, um, which is the Mammy label. Holy, <sighs> y'all. So, <laughs> um, the hope is that I'm not on here for an hour ranting about, <laughs> about being labeled as a mammy, being stereotyped as a mammy, etc. Um, I just kind of want to share my own thoughts, share my hearts in regards to uh, what this looks like, or at least the way that I felt uh, when I first came across um, this label uh, and to understand the ways in which fat black women are typically uh, are stereotyped as such. Um, and so kind of just jumping right in I guess in some ways well first I want to kind of talk about um the definition of what a mammy is or historically what a mammy has been um the archetype of a mammy um and then kind of in some ways um talk about the ways in which how that relates to me and um how that relates to my personality as an individual who loves to nurture, who loves to care for other people, who will look out for people sometimes. um, And I don't know if this is just something that's prevalent in people who have a heart to give, people who are typically um, empaths, um, where sometimes I give, sometimes I nurture, and it's not a it's not something I have to consciously think about. It's just something that I do. It's something that I, I'm, I'm often offering myself up, um, sacrificing my time, sacrificing my goods, my resources, etc. Um, for the sake of someone else. And it's not because I feel like I have to do it. Um, but it's just something that I think is just part of who I am. And so, learning how to kind of manage that aside from um the ways in which I am labeled uh in society or the ways in which people label um fat black women in society um can be a struggle can be a struggle um more so you know during times like this, when we talk about the Christmas season, when we talk about birthdays um especially like if there's disasters and different things like that that are happening um Or, I mean, little smaller things, like if I'm on Facebook and everybody has a, you know, people are putting up like their PayPal links and people have needs. um, I have to be careful that I am not um, exhausting all my resources because it gets, you know, it's like you can click and it's more about, you know, fulfilling a need, making sure that people have, et cetera, opposed to, I mean, I just don't typically think about my Think about myself um and so yeah so I kind of want to talk about those things uh and hopefully tie everything together and I hope that things will make sense um by by the end of this <laughs> by the end of this this episode and so kind of to start things off um just typically um so the definition of what a mammy is um a mammy historically would be known as um a black woman who worked as a nanny or general housekeeper, um, often in a white family. And so a mammy was typically responsible for nursing, um, the children of the white family, um, taking care of the house, making sure everybody else was taken care of, including some, you know, including the adults in the white family. So she was taking care of house cleaning food, all of that stuff. Um, and and that typically was her was her position. Now, as a result of that, a um, uh, mammy is also seen as a black woman who did not give as much care, care and concern um, to that of her own family. And so um, if you had to think of a black woman who is a ride or die for a family that is not her own, right? And so she would go to great extents and great lengths to make sure that the white family that she um, was given care over or given charge over, um, that they had everything that they needed while her family um, would, as a result, suffer. Um, And so if I could just really quickly kind of slide in some more sidebars, I guess, is that typically when we talk about mammies, um, at least what I've seen, and I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I'll, I'm, I'm okay with fully disclosing that ahead of time um, because I do think that social media can be a awesome platform for education and information. Um, but I also think that there's a reason why sometimes there's a system in place to vet education um, and vet information um, because... Sometimes social media doesn't exactly expound on things. We typically throw around terms and terms lose their meaning and we use terms because they're trendy. And so um, when we start to talk about mammies and we start to talk about the archetypes of mammies, usually in social media, um, these terms are oversimplified um, and if not oversimplified, just short-sighted, right? Like all of a sudden like mammies become um black black women or black fat women to everybody right um and that's not exactly the way that it's defined right and so there is a clear distinction when talking about mammies particularly um when you look at um the ways in which those in sociology have kind of defined it and i'm talking about black scholars in sociology so not what white people have said um you do see that there is a clear distinction between what a black woman will do for her family And for the community versus what a black woman does for those who are not part of her community or not part of her family, particularly white people. Um, And so sometimes I think we lose that on social media and like everything becomes a mammy, right? If you're fat and you're black and people expect you to take care of them, or if you're fat and you're black and you're nurturing and you're caring and you're always doing for others, like then you're fulfilling like the mammy stereotype, which in a lot of ways is not exactly accurate because according to the definition like I said there's a distinction between um who is considered a mammy and why um, that that individual is considered as such um and so kind of moving forward when we start to get into the depictions of what a mammy is particularly in the media um what we see over time is that um there was a time when being a mammy was simply, you know, she was a black fat woman, um, but typically a dark skinned black fat woman um, who, you know, she was very plain and dressed. She didn't spend a whole lot of time on herself um, because her main priority was to take care of everybody else. Um, and so um, now what we see is that these, these, These rigid norms, I guess, if that's what you want to call them in the media, they kind of change slightly. Right. And so somewhere along the line, um, for the most part, you still have the mammy um, archetype being portrayed as a fat black woman, but she doesn't necessarily have to be a dark skinned. fat black woman she can still be fat and then in some cases she's not fat at all um and so some of the things that are referenced um you know when we are looking at not only is she wait let me add this so not only is she not just um a black fat woman but now she's also or she's not she can she can or cannot be um a black fat woman um she also can or cannot um be someone who serves specifically white people um and so now what we see is that this the mammy archetype is kind of spreading over right so she can also be a mammy um and be in the presence of black people um and so again kind of going back to this idea of like this oversimplified uh sim- bu- this oversimplified definition <laughs> of what um how we define mammy and, and what that means um It could be any black woman, um, and this is the media for you. Um, it could be any black woman who caters to um whether it be her demographic or somebody else's demographic, right? Um, and so again, uh how this relates to me as I kinda I haven't always been interested. Well, I've been interested in social justice, um, but being being in academic circles and with everything that's happening around me, you know, sometimes it's good to kind of be educated in ways that you were never educated before. And so, um, kind of coming upon this stereotype, this label, um, in a lot of ways, it made me question myself, right? So like, um, being someone who, like I said, willingly caters um to individuals. The just the word caters now like in some ways just doesn't sit right with me anymore, but um kind of being in this space with with individuals and being willing to nurture and being willing to give. You know, it kind of made me sit back and look at my own life and say, okay, um is this something that is that is in me or is this something that I've kind of been um socialized to do right because I am black and I am fat so do people just expect me to care for them do people just expect me to look out for them and then as a result I find myself in this position and so much so have I deluded myself in believing that hey this is what I really like to do right this is my obligation to the world that I feel like it's necessary for me to do right or is it just that I happen to have a personality right an identity of something that has been labeled negatively, that I genuinely care for people, genuinely love to give, genuinely love to serve. um, And and in a lot of aspects, the very thing that like gives me life. Like if I could, you know, have a a job where I could get paid to give, um, that'd be great. I would love it um, because that's who I am. And when I say that in some ways, it gives me life. And, you know, to sit in and, and whatever capacity it is, whether it's giving information. Right. So if it's through things like teaching, not collegiate teaching, because them students, that's a whole nother episode. We'll talk about that one day. Not that type of teaching, but to be able to um, educate people, to be able to give of myself. Um, those are things that kind of stir my heart. Those are things that burn deep in my soul somewhere um, to be able to help other people. And so kind of coming up upon this, this, this label, this stereotype, I had to struggle, you know, I sort of struggled a little bit within myself. Um, because again, in social media, you have this, you know, everybody, I mean, there's labels for everything. Um, and so nobody wants to be labeled as the wrong thing. Nobody wants to be labeled as something that, um, that kind of push you on the outside looking in, um, nobody wants to be, um, a perpetrator of white supremacy in some ways, um, you know, unconsciously, I guess, in ways that you don't know that you are, um, furthering, uh, I guess a certain, uh, a structure, right? The, like the, the racist structure that we live in. Um, and so for me, I was like, this cannot be right. Like surely, surely there's another, you know, surely there's another, (laughs) there's another label, right? Surely there's something else that I cannot be called um, that has such a negative connotation. And why is it on some level um, that we start to feel as though, you know, black women or black fat women, like why isn't there a space for black fat women to just be nurturing and be caring without this label? Right. Like in some ways, um, I kind of struggle with this. And again, this will be probably another episode in the future, whereas I am wondering on some level why we as a community, as the black community, um, have not yet worked or not worked. I shouldn't say that. But why aren't we redefining or defining ourselves um, in a way that doesn't have a proximity to whiteness? um and so i'm looking forward to kind of talking about that as well because i feel like that's something um that i would like to do in the future just in general right like i should be able to define what blackness is without without incorporating anything about whiteness right and i should be able to define you know what it means to be caring what it means to be nurturing what it means to be giving um without having these other labels or these other stereotypes kind of hanging over our heads right well everybody always expect black women to do things and everybody you know you know this whole thing that just happened in Alabama black women saved you know save the country and black women saved the day and I get that and I understand where people are coming from um and I could understand why that's problematic in a lot of ways too uh but at the same time um I just sometimes just want to be. And I think maybe um, this is part of the the drawback, I guess, to be in a minority is that sometimes you just don't get to be. Sometimes you just don't get to, you know, exist in and, and with yourself. You just don't. Somebody's always looking and labeling and, and specifying what you are, what you do, how you do it. Um, and in some ways... In our community, we do that to ourselves as well. Um, And so uh, just kind of looking at uh, these things, like I said, I kind of had to go back and and think to myself, okay, is it that I've been socialized to be like this mammy object? Are people expecting me to do these things? Am I expecting these things of myself because I am larger in size and I'm supposed to care for people and I'm supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to do the above and beyond and you know what I had to come to grips with within myself was like no (laughs) like just no right like I'm not I'm not doing this to fulfill a plan like people don't know much but like I'm not a big fan of like affection like I'm affectionate with people who I like but other than that I'm typically not you know I'm just not don't the hugs and, the and, and, and stares and not like, man, listen, that is for the birds. I will help you. I'm typically more likely to help people anonymously. Um, just different things like that, because sometimes I don't feel like the extra recognition is necessary. I give what I have and I move forward. Um, and so for me, kind of unpacking this idea of what it means to be a mammy um unpacking this idea of what it means to um you know to always cater and be nurturing and and all of that stuff um after sitting with myself for a while and kind of looking back over my life looking back over my childhood the ways in which I was taught different things um I could say that the giver in me right? The nurturer in me, um, the educator in me, that service related part of my identity and my personality, um, that thing right there, that sucker is inherent, right? That's something that I love to do. That's just something that's a part of who I am. And so, um, after kind of investigating myself and realizing like, okay, Hey, this is something that, you know, you don't fit the label. I had to then kind of look at some other aspects of giving, right? And I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. It's like, yeah, you don't fit the label, but sometimes, right, like you need to practice a little bit better balance, right? And so um, some of the ways in which I have learned to um, to kind of practice balance when it comes to giving, um, I mean, I had to sit down and kind of have a hard talk with myself. Like one, like you can't do it all. Like you don't you don't have the resources to do it all. Uh, and I think like one of the hardest things to tell people who love to help is like you can't help everybody like because we never believe it anyway. like we really believe on some level that we can kind of help everybody if we've been given the opportunity, given the chance we can help everybody. Um, some other things that I you know that I kind of talk talk uh, talk to myself about, right is that doing for yourself, is a form of self-care and not like, you know, not taking yourself out, not, I mean, well, that could be part of self-care, right? But when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about it in the context of taking yourself to the movies or buying yourself something nice. But like, sometimes it's like, using money for savings is a form of self care, right? Uh, You can give everything that you have. But if you do that, and something happens, then you aren't covered. And so if you can't help everybody, it's okay to take, you know, some of your own resources and make sure that you um, have those things for yourself. Um, I mean, budgets work too. Um, And I'm talking about, you know, resources by way, I mean, There's been times, you know, you clean out your cupboards for people who need it because it's just the way that it is. Right. Or you lose sleep for people who need to talk and people who need to chat. Um, You know, you go out of your way, you give your clothes, you give your money, you give your time, you give all of these things. And so what I found, at least for myself, um, in some levels is that um, my giving can be exhaustive. Right. And I'm not really recharging myself. I've given all this time I've said, I've talked to people. And then at the end of the day, I'm wondering why I'm exhausted and or it's three o'clock in the morning and I realize I only have four hours to sleep before I have to be back up in the morning. Um, things like that. And so learning how to manage my time, learning how to manage my energy, um, learning how to manage my resources have um, been a good help for me especially during these times um because I don't want to call this like a trigger but times that everybody's supposed to give (laughs) like for me as somebody who gives throughout the year like this is like when you ramp it up right like if anybody has ever seen um the Grinch Who Stole Christmas the one with Jim Carrey and like the two wives are on um (laughs) they're putting up the Christmas lights um and they're trying, you know, the, the one woman, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have as mu- much money as the rich woman who lives beside her. And she's putting up her Christmas lights and like you see their ho- their houses get lit up and like they are, you know, th- it's an exaggeration of what decorated houses should look like. But sometimes that's kind of how I feel. Right. Like I do things all year, but for Christmas, OK, for days, for birthdays, for 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 events when, you know, things are supposed to be hyped up. Like I turn it up a notch. Um, and so having balance is really important um, because it's easy for me to get lost in the shuffle of things. It's like, OK, Joey, you spent five hundred, six hundred dollars for what? Like what did you Where? where what, like first? I didn't even know I had five hundred, six hundred dollars to spend. Right. And it's kind of like. Um, just kind of finding that balance, finding that, that, uh, finding that, that, that thing that kind of keeps you grounded and realizing like, Hey, no, you can't do it all. You don't have to give it all right. You don't have to be everything to everybody all the time. It's okay for you to take a little bit of time to yourself. It's okay for you to take a lot of time to yourself if that's what you need. Um, and so, you know, because as much as I say, as much as I um, enjoy to give, as much as I love to be in that place where you're able to nurture people in the best capacity that that you can be, um, people recognize that too, right? And so, at some point, the you know the process can be somewhat cyclical in the idea of like you know it's not just me now that's reaching out and giving; people are now reaching back. Um, and that is not necessarily to give, right? But they, some people need a reup. Um, again, some people need someone to talk to, and they know who to call. Um, and so it's kind of having those boundaries, um, having those boundaries put in place, so that at the end of the day, or at the end of the year, at the end of the months, at the end of the seasons, I'm not personally drained. And so those are some of the tools that I use. And then the other thing that I um, do is to have a support system of my own, right? And so um, to learn, because this is also something um, for myself. When you are a giver, when you are used to giving, I never under like I never realized this. I guess until I got older, um, because I'm used to giving, because I'm used to nurturing. It's really hard for me to receive. <laughs> Like, it's really hard for me to let someone else give to me. It's really hard for me to, um, to be in that position because I'm so used to giving. And so finding a support system, finding someone or someones, um, even if that means that they're a professional that you have to pay to go see on a sliding scale, um, that can listen to me, someone that I can share my thoughts with, um, no strings attached, um, That's helpful. That's extremely helpful for me, Uh, and it allows me to kind of recharge. It gives me an opportunity to see things from different perspectives, um, to hear other people out, to share my thoughts, um, and even, you know, in some ways, to share share my ideas uh, with individuals. Maybe I'm sharing my ideas how I want to give more, and you sometimes you need um, someone on the other end that kind of anchors you and say. "Mm but I think you've probably already given enough, right? I think you need to chill out, right? What, what does your savings account look like? Um, do you have a savings account anymore, right? What's the last time you had eight hours of sleep? Let's just go for a walk. Let's chill. You want to go to the movies? Let's go do something. Let's get our mind off of things. Um, and so it's it's not just about me kind of checking myself, but also having people um, in place where they too can check me um, and I can appreciate them for it. And so kind of learning those things along the way, understanding those things along the way, realizing that, you know what I mean? Just because, and I guess for me, this was like a thing, like just because you like to do these things, just because you like to nurture, just because you like to give, um, that doesn't put you in a position of a negative stereotype, right? Right. And don't get me wrong, there are some people that fit that stereotype. There are some people that fit that label, um, but that's not me. And so I'm really um, careful about the ways in which um, I share information uh, with people or at least the ways in which I gather information on the World Wide Web um, about who I am and about the ways in which my identity plays a part in the roles um that I have in life, I guess. Um, and so I really, 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 really want to be able to start to think about the ways in which we can redefine who we are, um, ourselves and not have to deal with, um, the way that we've been defined in the past, I guess, or the way that other people choose to define us. Um, and that's, whether that be in academia or somewhere else, um, But yeah, it's just really interesting because it's like, I didn't find, I didn't find a label for, um, a a black woman who just likes to care. (laughs) Like I didn't find, I didn't find a label for a black woman who just likes to nurture. I didn't find a black woman, uh, a label for, um, for people who do that. And maybe, um, Maybe it's just a short sight, you know, maybe I'm just, I maybe I didn't do my, do my research as much as I could have, or maybe it's just called caring. Maybe it's just called nurturing, perhaps. Um, But looking at those things and seeing the way that this, this, this term of what it means to be a mammy is tossed to and fro all through social media everywhere. I mean, if you Google mammy, you're going to pull up some stuff. It's not hard to find um, the definition or at least the way that it's been defined throughout the years, like you're going to find information on it. Um, eh, It was disheartening. I was like, yeah, but that could be anybody. That could be anybody anywhere doing anything. And the assumption that, you know, even that black women have families to tend to. Okay. So does that automatically disqualify you if you don't have a, if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a family, like there are things like components within the definition um, that make me question a whole lot of stuff. And I do get that times are changing right now and how we are looking at things, I guess, in society as a whole and what black women have historically um, been looked at to carry and to do and how, you know, black women are standing up and they're saying um, or we're saying, should I say that, you know, we're not doing this labor anymore. We're not taking this anymore. Um, we're not putting ourselves on the chopping block anymore for other people, um, which I think is a noble cause. I definitely do. Um, and at the same time though, I do realize that if I could, I guess, label myself, I don't know if that's, I probably don't want to do that, but, um, (laughs) but thinking about, you know, my whole life in a lot of ways, I've been considered a quote unquote old soul, right? Like I'm wise beyond my years. In some ways I have a, you know, this, this idea of, of doing what I do, but, you know, not being around peers who do the same thing, people in my age group, not doing um, the same thing. And so, um, there's a lot of things that I take to, um, that I think, You know, if you had to classify older people like take two, um, that doesn't necessarily fit, I guess, where we are right now, at least as a collective, the circles, the networks that I'm in um, being a black woman. And so I'm all for liberation and I'm for people seeking out liberation on their own terms and doing those things that make them, um, that give them freedom and give them a sense of being um, and a sense of strength. Uh, but at the same time, I do realize, I guess, my own limits and my own boundaries and the things that um, appeal to me as a black woman, the liberty that I'm fighting for, the freedom that I'm fighting for, and what that looks like to me. Um, and in some ways, that looks like a freedom um, to define myself um, and to define myself in spaces where right now, in some ways, um, they are being defined, I guess, negatively um so yeah that's my that's I mean that's pretty much my take on um the idea of what it means to be maybe not what it means to be a mammy but the idea that you know you can still nurture you can still care you can still give of yourself you can still do those things and not be classified as such um But in all things, we should seek for balance In all things we should seek for a way that we are not pushing ourselves beyond ourselves and not finding relief. Right. When we need it. Yeah. Without ranting, because I've just there's another thought that dropped. But, you know, there's a lot of information that kind of circulates and we kind of talk about, you know, reciprocal relationships and 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 all of these different things. And that is great, too. Um, but what I find as a giver, again, as someone who helps, sometimes I don't need the reciprocity. Sometimes I give because it's in me to do it. Um, and so there's just a lot of things that I find myself sometimes not necessarily struggling with, but but kind of reevaluating what identity looks like to me, right? What my personality how I'm shaped, what that means, not physically shaped, but inwardly what that means for someone like me. right? Um, and then understanding that these things are who I am, right? Not something that necessarily I've been socialized to do, but these are things these are things that that I will always be drawn to doing as a person. Um, and then kind of I guess realizing that the sad truth, that kind of goes with that is because I'm in the body that I'm in and I'm doing these things, <laughs> um, somebody somewhere is going to label me as something else. And that's that's in and out of the black community. Right. Because I don't think that we have I don't think that we have a a definition for smaller black women who give. You know what I mean? I don't think that we have a definition for that. And um, even within, you know, from a sociological perspective, they um, there's one reference to uh, to a smaller bodied mammy. um, And that was um, the maid who played the role on the Jeffersons. Now, I don't know how many years ago that was. It was in the 70s. So, you know, whatever. Y'all do the math. But if that's your only point of reference for a smaller body mammy, um, there are no other mammies that show up. All the other mammies are black and they're fat. The moment that I start to participate or move in the thing that defines me as an individual, inwardly, my personality, because I'm in this body, I'm being labeled as something else. I'm like, nah, dude, that's not the way life. <laughs> like, I don't want you know things like that. That's bothersome. And I think more so it becomes bothersome because sometimes, like, it's typically done by the black community. So um, I take issue with that, y'all. I take issue. I take issue with that Um, because I don't want to be labeled as something I'm not. And I don't want to be oversimplified because people don't know who I am. Um, And so the fact that there even has to be, you know, like, clarification and expounding on, like, hey, no, I like to give, but I'm not a mammy hey, I like to nurture, but I'm no mammy, right? Like, uh, that's kind of problematic because white people are not necessarily calling us mammies. It's black people who are calling us those things. And I think, you know, like I said, going back to this idea of the black community and us being able to define things for ourselves, define ourselves, redefine ourselves and our own identities and create these things that matter to us without having a proximity to whiteness in my opinion, is imperative. Like it's imperative. It's so necessary, right? And so that's where I am. I have to learn how to um, conclude, <laughs> conclude better. Because this one just, I'm just gonna keep saying like that's where I am, y'all. I mean, I'm saying that's where I am. But yeah, and so that's what I wanted to share. Um, I thank everybody, like I said, for listening. If you are still listening at this point, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate y'all. I really do. Um, when I get on SoundCloud, because that's typically where I promote my stuff, I get on SoundCloud and I see the people who have who have listened, who have played, who have hearted, who have retweeted or reshared, I don't know what it's called, um, on SoundCloud where you share Um, share tracks and different things I am greatly appreciative of the of 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 knowing that people listen right Mm -hmm. that my 45 minute rants of stuff um somebody has managed to listen to and so for that I'm grateful uh I do really 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 hope that everybody has a great um a great week if you are celebrating Hanukkah, if you are celebrating Christmas, if you're not celebrating at all. Right. I wish you all the best until the next time when you hear my voice. OK. And so listen to this. Just listen to this. Life is going to get good. The next episode, the next episode is on December 31st. Y'all, that's my birthday. So I got to figure out, I mean, there's some stuff that I want to talk about. I already got some stuff in mind I'm feeling to talk about or whatever. But just know that when you get an episode, when you get an episode, the next episode you will hear is going to be my birthday. So I hope somewhere y'all got to play music and stuff in the beginning, then turn it down so I can hear what I have to say. But I'm super excited about that. Um as always right so there's social media links social media you can find me on i'm on facebook fresh out the cocoon i'm on twitter as fotc underscore podcast um i'm on uh ig is fresh out the cocoon i also the t-shirt line has its own ig page and website so the t-shirt line is fotc underscore t's on ig um I also have a FOTCT's page on Facebook, um, and then the actual website is out and then I'm on all the listening platforms, um, everything but uh what the thing everything but Spotify because you know I didn't I didn't apply for that I'm not there yet, um, but Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Google Play Music tune in radio all those good and snazzy things so you know you can listen to me in the house you can listen to me in the car you can listen to me um you can download it and then listen listen at your own leisure or whatever you can do all those things and so uh pass on the word tell your friends tell a friend of a friend to tell a friend um yeah and next time until next time uh i hope that you guys have great weeks um great holidays and as always be you and stay fresh. Oh, uh, yeah.